Because no offense to anyone who loves The Bachelor, but to me, the concept is just gross. It's not like I want to be on it. It's I got sucked in because my mom asked me to watch it one year, and now I just, I can't look away. It's like a bad car wreck. You just keep looking at it to see. That's me with Twilight, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you said it, not me. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode three of Nice to Have a Friend. We are so glad you are back with us for another episode. Allison is doing a little happy dance on her camera screen that I can see, so that is perfect. And we are a little bit happier than usual today because we actually got to see each other a couple days ago for the first time in a little bit. So if we sound a little bit more jittery than usual, that's why. It's because we've seen each other in person. We just have a renewed vigor a renewed for our zest friendship. for life and for this podcast. Yes. And I especially have a renewed appreciation for Allison because we actually took photos for uh, two hours, Allison? Two, I think it was closer to like three and a half. Yeah, we took it was a pictures long time. for the podcast to announce the podcast. Because at the time of recording this episode, we still have not announced the podcast. We took photos for like three hours with one of our great mutual friends, Katie. We will make sure to include her information below. And one of Allison's and Katie's friends, Morgan, who is my new friend now. I really <laughs> like her. Um, but we drove all across Knoxville. Yeah, I drove us around. We made a sonic stop. Photos are a struggle for me. And so this was a very interesting experience. Lauren takes them. I don't know. You take them pretty regularly. I mean, stuff. every day, basically. I think I have seven photos of my on my camera roll of myself since January, so that was a very <laughs> interesting day. I'm usually behind the camera, so it was a it was a learning experience for me for sure. But it was also a lot of fun yeah. to see you, to see Morgan and Katie. We got to eat dinner together afterwards. It was 9 p.m. We had to find somewhere that was actually open because we. <laughs> I hadn't ate dinner that late in so long. I got home and I was like, oh my gosh, my stomach, because it was like. By the time we got our food, it was probably like 9.30. Yeah. I drove home to Chattanooga afterwards, and I was dead. That's one of the hardest drives home I've done in a long time. So the photo day Because your body out. isn't used to that, for sure. You probably needed all weekend to recover. That was the hardest drive that I have made since Lauren and I drove back from Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. I really wanted to go watch Tennessee play one football game my senior year because I worked on the Jumbotron, so I didn't get to watch games in the stadium. And I ended up asking Lauren to go on a whim. We call it spontaneous, but it was two weeks in advance. So it really wasn't that spontaneous. Our spontaneous <laughs> is like two weeks in advance. Other people's spontaneous is like 20 minutes in advance. But but then I drove back yeah. that night afterwards and that game didn't end until midnight. So I was, you know, just beat bopping along Kentucky and Tennessee roads and from 12 to 3.30 in the morning. And that was a really tough drive. While Lauren is sitting in the passenger seat and I turned on a podcast and she was trying really, really hard to stay awake. But I told you it was okay to fall asleep because I was going to stay awake. I felt so Listening guilty, to though. this podcast. And I look over. Just imagine pitch black. Nobody's on the road. And I'm listening to a podcast. I look over. Lauren's head is slumped back against the passenger seat. And she just goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I was, like, delirious. Like, drifting in and out of sleep. Like, so tired. And if this tells you guys anything about Allison's personality... We get back to our dorm parking garage at 3.30. Allison cleans out her car. I will never forget. I don't remember that. Hopped out of the car. Allison got a grocery or gas station bag or something and picked up all the trash that was in the car. 
I was like, oh my gosh, my car would probably be dirty for like the next month after a trip like that. I wouldn't even think twice about the trash. And I remembered you doing that. It was so funny. I remember one time I had people get in my car to, I was driving people back home after a football game, sophomore year. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. My car's so dirty. And they got in and all it was was like a Chick-fil-A bag in the back seat with all empty stuff that I just had forgotten to throw away. And they all made a lot of fun of me for it. But I just, I don't know. Your car is so clean. (laughs) But speaking of college experiences, today's episode is all about college. College is a topic that Allison and I are very passionate about, I feel like, because we just got finished with college. Today, we're going to talk about some of our big changes that we experienced throughout college because college itself is a super big change and something that Lauren and I will probably need a lot more time to reflect on over the upcoming months because we're pretty fresh out. We just graduated three months ago yesterday. We are three months post-graduation officially, but... Oh, I didn't even realize that. I didn't either. It's time has flown since March or since April, time has flown. (laughs) Since classes have ended, time has flown. The class part took a while while we were in quarantine, but we have a couple of topics about things that Lauren and I both thought were really big changes that we experienced through our four years in college and we just thought we'd share some of those with you today. So what's our first one today Lauren that you and I both experienced? We're going to talk about friendship and adjusting your social life. You guys know here on Nice to Have a Friend we are very interested in the topic of friendship so that's how we're going to kick it off today. I feel like me and Allison discuss friendship and this like abstract notion of friendship almost constantly when we are hanging out like even if we're not talking directly about friendship we're kind of like just mulling over the idea of like friendship and its different forms in some fashion or another but I feel like we kind of had this similar character arc through college with friendship like we both just came in thought we were gonna have like this huge group of friends who were like all friends the same way, like all connected to one another, all met in perfect ways and stayed friends forever and came to your wedding. And like, that's just not how it was for either of us. No, I know that one thing for me that was a little different than Lauren is I came into college knowing that I wanted to jump into Greek life. And so that was kind of the first foray in my head into, okay, I'm going to have this big group of friends. I'm going to have, I know what my social life is going to look like. And that definitely changed for me halfway through. Um, Did you, you were in a sorority for a bit, but that wasn't necessarily kind of where your, I don't know, bad blood group of friend mentality came from, was it? Yeah. So I was in a sorority and I It was like a different sorority. It wasn't a Panhellenic one. It was like a Christian-affiliated sorority. So it had national, like, sister chapters or whatever. It wasn't just at UT. So we had, like, a national committee and everything. But, yeah, it was just not the the perfect place for me for a multitude of reasons that I'll go into later in the episode. But, yeah, I just didn't find that big girl group there either. I actually found the most success in friendships through meeting mutual friends of like people that I already knew before college and also through like my roommate situation. I feel like my roommate situation in college took like normal friendships to the next level of being like, okay, these are my like best friends for life. So that honestly, I was so blessed for that to happen because just knowing the handful of people that I did know before college led me to like so many other friends through mutual friendships 
And then I also made, after that, the next most common way that I made friends was through my major, because my major is pretty small. When you were coming in to UT, I mean, jumping into a new environment, I mean, college in general can be kind of overwhelming, whether it's a smaller school or a big school. Were you worried at all about making friends? Because I remember that was my biggest fear, I guess, was, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to meet people? I feel like my situation was a little bit unique because I only knew one person in my grade who came from my high school. I don't know if that's like the same with a lot of people and like a lot of people don't love that they know so many people from high school at their college but I only had one person and she was my roommate and my cousin um so yeah shout out to Tessa (laughs) yeah shout out to Tessa we were literally in it together and like we were both we had both had the same priority of finding friends so that really helped me to not feel so scared and then another thing that really changed my like outlook towards finding friends in college was having Preston because he has like been my he was my number one best friend for like four years before I started college so I was like well if I don't find any friends that really stinks but like at least I had my best friend here at college with me but like I still wanted to make girlfriends and he wanted me to make girlfriends so yeah that kind of changed my like worry about college. Were you nervous? I was nervous. And that kind of leads into why I even joined a sorority in the first place, because that was my biggest adjustment in my social life in college. So I kind of lump social life in with friendships because they're basically yeah, hand in it's hand. The big, yeah, one in the same. I never really cared about Greek life and didn't necessarily want to be in it until I started touring schools that were further away than Tennessee. But my mom suggested it because she said, you know, if you go to a school farther away, that might be a better way for you to have a set schedule and people you know you're going to see and things to go do so that you're not homesick. So that's when I really started considering it vaguely in the back of my head at places that it wasn't an overwhelming majority of the population or they didn't have houses and places where it wasn't as big as it can be at a place that's like an SEC school. Yeah. And then two, I just started seeing all these other girls I went to high school with saying they were going to join one. And I was like, well, maybe I should, because then it's like, I'll have the perfect friends, the perfect like social life. If you listened to our last episode, you know that I have a hankering for doing things that may me look perfect or make me feel like I'm living this perfect experience. So I, I rushed and I joined one and that was just not for me. It was not the right decision. And if I had been more in tune with myself as a senior in high school, I would have known I don't need to do that. But I think my biggest fear was that if I didn't join a sorority that I would have a really hard time making friends. And I think that's a lie. And you would always look back and regret it. Yeah. And I think even now I'm not, I did not like burn a bridge when I left. I really respected my chapter. I had some really great friends in the Greek community, but it was just the overall, I don't know, the overall focus of what I observed from judgment of houses and chapters and the prioritization of social things over like things that seemed important to me just were not a good fit. So I just had this internal struggle with it. And I realized pretty soon at the end of my freshman year that I didn't want to do it anymore. But I also had already signed up to live in the house. So I stayed and I was about to say, when did you leave? Sophomore year? Yeah, end of my sophomore year. And so that was hard because I knew my whole sophomore year that I wasn't going to do it. You didn't want to do it. (laughs) But again, I had a lot of respect for my chapter. I had a lot of really good friends in my chapter that were genuine, fun, awesome people. And the leadership was really great to me. So it's not a problem with an individual chapter or anything like that. It was just 
I, I felt very out of place. But I did it out of this, like, I need to do it because everyone else is doing it, or I'll look cool, or I'll have a great social life. And my way of having a social life just did not mesh with the general kind of, like, social life of being in Greek life. And so I dropped after my sophomore year, and that was a huge adjustment because it was kind of going from having this set, you have meetings this night, uh, social this night, that evaporated. And I kind of had to figure it out on my own, but I felt so free when I did. And... Honestly, yeah. for freshmen that feel like you have to do something to make friends, you don't. I promise you don't. Like, Lauren and I met our freshman year in a class, and here we are doing a podcast yeah. together four years later. So it's not, you don't have to do something. It's just, listen to it's what- It's happenstance. Yeah, it's happenstance, but it also is just, even if you're in a sorority, you still have to try to make friends. It's not like- You can't just show up to like the yeah. meetings and expect- Everybody to, have to love like each 15 other. 15 friends. Yeah. yeah. You have to work at whatever you do. So it's just listen to what works best for you because I knew it wasn't the best decision for me, but I did it anyway. And I'm grateful I did. Like you said, I might've regretted it had I not, but that was a big shift for me. But when I started to realize that I didn't have to- do it a certain way or the way that might have worked for a lot of people didn't work for me that helped a lot yeah I feel like this just popped into my head but I feel like even my like relationship with friendship changed when I moved from the more community style dorm Reese which it's not really community style dorm but it is like a little bit more communal to my apartment style dorm stokely because which of the names aren't important if you don't go to ut <laughs> but i'm just saying if anyone is listening who went to ut um because in reese like i shared a room with tessa like we were in the same room we had this tiny amount of space that is like a third of the size of the room that i'm sitting in right now um and then we went to having our own room but we had a shared living room and that was just so nice for me because I was able to spend a lot of time with Tessa and with my friends in the living room. And I like suddenly had this place where I could host people for get togethers. But then once I get to my 10 o'clock, like I cannot be social after a certain hour of the day. Like I just reached this point every single day where I'm like, please stop talking to me, anyone who's around. So I was <laughs> able to go to my room like every night between 10 or 1030 and just have alone time. And that was when I truly realized that like, even though I crave friendship so much, alone time is like crucial for me. I would notice like weeks when I was so busy and I wasn't in my room until right like till bedtime. I was so much more stressed and so like anxious all the time because I wasn't getting this alone time. So I was able to be a better friend when my living situation changed. And because of that, I stayed in that dorm, like the exact same room in that dorm for three years, which is very uncommon in school, don't you think? Yeah, it is. I would say, I remember being a senior in high school and looking at colleges and it would say only 25% of students stay on campus after the first year or something like that. And then yeah. in my head, I was like, like, why do people do that? And I mean, we're the same way. I would argue that maybe like 10% of upperclassmen stay at UT. UT and I would say of that 10% that 75% are probably athletes because yeah they can stay because people would ask me all the time are you an RA I'm like no I just genuinely no. like being in this building it was literally a block from where I worked it was easy to get to yes game days I didn't have to worry about parking you don't have to pay over the summer when you're not gonna be there like they come clean it for you it literally was amazing <laughs> 
And this new, like, living room, which I know not everyone in college is going to have, like, a living room apartment, especially their first year, but... 10 out of 10 recommend because I literally had get-togethers in that living room at least once a month. Probably closer to twice a month, honestly. And I was over like three nights a week this Yes, Allison fall. was our honorary roommate. Seriously. <laughs> I just lived next door and that was kind of nice because I could see you guys, but then I could go and then when I was tired, I could just go to my room and it was usually quiet. <laughs> But even with having that living room, like, party hosting space, when I say party, I literally mean, like, we would play Harry Potter Clue and drink, like, Sprite that had been food colored to have, like, your house. house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, even with that space, I still felt, like, this pressure sometimes to be, like, the perfect hostess for my friends. And I remember one Halloween, I had my Halloween party on Halloween. Sorry, I just said the word Halloween, like, so many times. But sometimes, like the years before, I had had the party on like the Tuesday before Halloween or like the Sunday before Halloween. It wasn't on the actual holiday. So the year that I decided to have it on Halloween, I was very naive. Like I just didn't realize that people make Halloween this huge like party night (laughs) in college. I just thought everyone was like me and like stayed in and like dressed up in a Harry Potter costume. I like had no clue. That's what Halloween means to you is Harry Potter night. (laughs) Yeah. So I had it on Halloween. And even though Allison and I don't have that many like party going friends, a lot less people were able to come to the Halloween party. I think were you that year where you didn't you have to work a game, Allison? Was it this year? Yeah, I think it was senior yeah, year. Yeah, I did. I had to work, and I was really sad because I came back, and your party yes. was over, and you were it already decorating for Christmas, and I didn't even get to celebrate yes. Halloween. So part of that was I was, like, kind of bummed a little bit that not many people got to come. Oh, I didn't literally, realize that. It wasn't – I mean, you had to work, obviously. Oh, I but know. Like, <laughs> you, like, Preston came, and then my roommate and her boyfriend came, and then my other roommate and her boyfriend came, but even he had to leave at, like, 7.30. So I was just kind of like sad that we didn't have as many people as we did the year before. And then I was like, well, was last year not that much fun? Like, is that why people aren't coming back? Like, I remember Preston was like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I just feel like people didn't like the party that much last year because people aren't coming this year. And he was like, no, it's okay. It's just because it's on Halloween. Like everyone has other plans and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but why did they pick my plan? And he was like, Lauren, it's okay. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously everything is fine. And like, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but I was like, dang. And so that's why when you were over, like I was already like, this is over. I'm decorating for Christmas. Yeah, because it wasn't really that late. It was like nine, I want to say. Tennessee had soccer. So I was, I would have rather been at your Halloween party that night because I remember that it was a tough game and I think we lost and I was just like ah oh, I wish I could have been here yeah, then I came there was and... just no one there because yeah. the only people who were there lived there so it was like nothing left to party for does that make sense yeah we did watch Coco for like 15 minutes so I got to celebrate a little <laughs> bit <laughs> I forgot about that uh, uh, I will say you talking about being in a residence hall that's a fancy way to not make dorm sound so lame, I guess. But for us, don't they call uh, it residence halls now instead of dorms? Probably. Like, isn't that the appropriate term? I yeah. guess so. I'm not up on the college lingo, but you know, talking about friends, I will say that I wish that I could go back and give my freshman year self some advice on friendships in college, because I think I was, 
I, sometimes you get so overwhelmed by all the newness that you forget that everybody else is overwhelmed by it too. Yeah. So I just wish that I would have been a little bit bolder about asking people to hang out with me or going to try something that I didn't try. And I was pretty good my freshman year about trying new things. And that's how I met a lot of people. Like I was a camp counselor sort of in a way that helped at Tennessee with this program called Ignite. Um, it's called a team leader, but it's kind of like being a camp counselor. And that helped me meet a lot of people and then I was in two or three organizations that helped me meet a lot of people. But the one thing that I wish I would have done more was sit in, like, the common area of Brown. I never did that. Or, you know, I don't know, just try and meet my neighbors. Because people don't really think it's as weird as you think it is. It, it Not the first month or two that you're at school as a freshman. Because everybody's new. But then after that, once you kind of get to Thanksgiving time, that's kind of when that period of newness, I feel like, yeah starts to slip off but I kind of wish that I had been a little bit braver about saying like oh we're gonna host a this come night in. in my room come on in I'll leave my door open or whatever yeah but I never did anything like that in Reese freshman year I was a little bit luckier though I was in a so for comparison Lauren's dorm was kind of like the old shoebox the worst dorm on campus with probably rats and cockroaches I was literally in the I got so lucky I had the newest building every single year somehow I just really looked into it but I was in a room with I had one roommate traditional like we had our own bathroom in our own room but then I was in a newer building that had a really nice common area on every floor and little study nooks and my roommate was really good about hosting people and like having people over so she helped me meet people and do things and like I that was always really easy and helpful so I don't know that was just a random thought that I had about giving my freshman year self some advice. So I have talked about how I like am always throwing parties, but one time we actually had a party that was like revolved around Allison once. (laughs) I think that was the only time we had a get together surrounding you, right? Yeah, that's the only time because I, my birthday's in March, it's March 9th. And so that's usually right around spring break for Tennessee. So I haven't actually been in Knoxville one time during college for my birthday, except this year, which is really funny because my birthday was the Monday before schools closed coronavirus yeah Yeah. so we went to eat dinner for my birthday and I told Lauren I want to do something but sometimes I have a hard time planning things for myself because I get I'm like oh are people gonna come do they want to come and hang out with me I don't know I need to believe in myself a little bit more but Lauren actually offered to plan it for me so I gave her yeah I was like everyone's name I gave her everyone's name and phone number and she did it for me which was nice because then I didn't worry about like why has no one answered me? Pressuring people, yeah. Why don't you come? Like, whatever. It really wasn't a big deal. But she helped organize it for me. And it was kind of the same idea we talked about earlier because we, I have a bunch of friends, but it's like this group of two and I hang out, this group of three and I hang out. I know these people like couplets, from work. Yeah. And so Lauren got them all together and we all sat down at a nice place in Knoxville called Sono Taco. You should go there. It's really good. And we all got along so well. I thought that was so nice to see this like invisible string of friendship connected us all. This is so cheesy right now. Oh my gosh. But like this, like we all had this connection to Allison and if Allison had picked us as friends, then chances were we were going to like each other. Does that make sense? Because Allison was like, I don't know if these people... Are you about to cry, Allison? No. (laughs) All of these people are so different and come from such different, like, groups and, like, gatherings. And then we all sat around the table together and, like, broke bread and, like, really got along. And it was, like, the last supper because school ended that week. 
so I did oh a little gosh. that was very sweet but no I feel the same way because I I told you one of my biggest fears before coming to school and college was that I wasn't gonna make good friends and there have been only a few handfuls of times in my life where I can look back and say God answered a specific prayer and I just know that I I just prayed for finding the right people and I don't remember specifically what I asked for but I just remember that and I have met a lot of the right people at the right times both at high points and low points and so having my birthday where it was groups of those people and that's not even all of them but it was just I just invited my girlfriends for the most part um and that was just that was very special so and you had um not to get off topic but even Preston was like oh can I come and I was like it's just for girls (laughs) yeah Uh. (laughs) I just thought that was funny that Preston is so much your friend that he was like oh I thought I would get to come But speaking of God putting people in our life, do we want to talk about like our faith life and how that changed through college and how we met some people through that? Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned earlier that I was in a Christian sorority and that I would talk about it a little bit later, but I felt like I wanted to talk about it right now just because, so I like went kind of back and forth between joining Greek life. I don't want to act like I wasn't interested at all. I was. And like when I went through Ignite, the thing that Allison talked about earlier, that's like a camp thing. People were also going through it who were going through Greek rush. So I would talk to them and I would see them and I was like, oh, that looks so much fun. But I feel like I'm not the same person that those people are who were going through it. But then I was at like an activity fair or something. I don't know what it was. You know how we just had those random things freshman year. And it was a Christian sorority called Sigma Phi Lambda. I just almost forgot the name for a second. But it it was like Sigma Phi Lambda Sisters for the Lord. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so good. So I went through Rush. Like I got a big in it. It was it was a really good thing for me. Like I really liked my big and I like got closer to some people who I was like going through the recruitment process for that sorority with. And like, I still have friends from it today, but I just quit going because, or I like dropped the sorority because the semester after I left, they were going to start taking like attendance points for church. Like you were going to have to send them a picture of your church bulletin every Sunday And I was going to church every Sunday or almost every Sunday, but I didn't want to have this like pressure around church because I felt like if someone was going to be making me go, then I wasn't going for the right reasons. Does that make sense? Or was that just me being like weird? No, it does. Because I, that's something that I've had to deconstruct in my own head about if you don't go every Sunday, it doesn't mean that you don't believe or that you don't have a strong faith. And I think sometimes people can be a little legalistic about what you need to do as a requirement when there's not, there's only like one requirement and it's a belief. It's not how many times you go, how many of the 52 bullet points you can check off at the end of the year. So this, I'm sure that they have, like, I'm sure that it was only like, you have to have 10 church points. I'm sure that they weren't expecting you to go every single Sunday, but I just felt like it was kind of wrong to put this, like, strict attachment to going to church. And I just felt like that was going to be making people go for the wrong reasons. So that was, like, one reason that I left. And I just also, we had worship in our chapter meetings and a devotion. And every night it just wasn't 
I just did not feel connected to that community. But luckily, that same semester, I found Severe Heights or The Walk, and I always went to The Walk. There's a really loud car going by me, so I'm going to hold on. I can on. hear it. <laughs> luckily, that semester, I also found The Walk or Severe Heights, which I know Allison also found this church too, but I went to their kickoff, which was, where was it that first year? It was at the Mill and Mine. Yeah. Yeah, and they had food, and they had this awesome, like, worship band, and they had this pastor who was really down to earth, and I was like, I think I'm going to like this. Spoiler alert, I did like it. I went all four years, and it was amazing. You forgot DJ Sterl the Pearl. He was also there. Oh, yeah. They had the DJ who opens up for the football games. He doesn't anymore, but he used to. No. And he was, like, the best. I'm a... Sterl the Pearl, big fan. He played football at Tennessee. I don't know if you know that. I don't think I did know that, actually. I thought he was just a DJ. No. That's so funny. Yep, he did. But do you want to talk about your experience with the with the walk? Because I know it's a little bit different than mine. Yeah. For me, talking about faith in college is, I would say that it's probably the most integral part of my college experience because, long story short, college is where I really developed my faith and confidence as a Christian for the first time. Because I've been one since I was like 10 or 11 as when I got saved, but I, I never really felt comfortable in my faith. I didn't feel like I could talk about it. I didn't feel like I had a strong belief because I had a lot of doubts. I'm a very logical thinker and an analytical person. So it's not that I ever didn't believe, but I would just always have these questions in my brain that I felt like I wasn't allowed to ask. And that made it really hard. So, I mean, I went to church growing up, but I didn't love the church that I went to and I never had a connection to it. And when I came in as a freshman, my friend Amy just said, you know, I go to this ministry. If anybody wants to come with me, I'll give you a ride. So she and I and like two or three other girls went and it to the same thing Lauren went to where it was a lot of food and the pastor came out and he just basically introduced himself and said, this is what this ministry is going to be. We'd love to have you come. It's at eight o'clock on Sunday nights. And I went and I started going and it was eye opening to me because it showed me what church is supposed to be. And I think church can be difficult depending on where you went or kind of what your faith is like or even just questions that you have in your head. But The Walk, which is a college ministry through Severe Heights, which is a Baptist church in Knoxville, I believe does a very good job of being an open place for people to come in and develop a relationship and with Christ and also a relationship with other college students, which is arguably, other than your belief, is the most important part. Because if you don't feel like you have people who can understand those low points or the questions that you have or even the joys in your life, they're not, you're not going to feel comfortable enough to like grow that relationship. And so that is a place that I feel so indebted to and so grateful for because it's not really about the building, but it's about that feeling that you get when you walk in, that you're comforted and you have this hope and this peace. And it helped me develop my relationship with God because before I came to college, you know, there's young life, there's things like that in high school. And I would see these people going to Young Life or going to these Christian camps or going on mission trips and like sharing their Bibles on their Instagram stories or their Snapchat stories on Wednesday morning. And I always was like, I just, I'm not a good enough Christian because I don't do those things and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to read this Bible. Like I don't feel comfortable. I don't like the youth group at my church. Like how do I get invested when I feel so lost in it? And the walk was just a place that was so awesome because it, Tim, the pastor there, is very great about talking about things that 
young adults or college kids yeah and he deal puts with. in layman's terms yeah. honestly like it's just he is having a conversation with you he is not like preaching at you like hellfire and brimstone yeah it's amazing and i think there's a place for that because that yeah. is biblical but there's also places where you need to talk about things like mental health like anxiety and depression and you need to talk about doubt and you need to talk about insecurity and you need to talk about relationships and comparison and rejection and yes. change because that's what our age demographic is going through we are not necessarily financially stable enough to talk about giving finances to a church uh, yeah, he, he, you know, there's a place he for did that. He about that, but, yeah, but we don't need to necessarily always hear about that or marriage. There's places for things like that. But that was what I grew up hearing in church. It was a lot about, like, parenthood and marriage and yes. these things that related to older church members. And that's great for us to hear. But I think going to a ministry that really talked about where I was and helping me through that was awesome. And I'm just so grateful to that church and for Tim and all the people on the staff and the host team and stuff, because they do a really good job of making people feel welcome and letting them know that there are people there to help them if they have questions or join a small group or they even do fun activities like amazing races and trivia nights yes. and stuff. I the won trivia. trivia. Are fun. Yeah, I remember that. Spring of my freshman year. I actually have the trophy like right behind me, but I'm not going to pull it out because you guys can't see it. Lauren can. I'll flex it another time for you, but but no. Well, I... isn't Severe Heights tagline changing the way Knoxville views church? Yeah. Isn't that their tagline? Yeah, that's like exactly what they do. They're so good at carrying out their mission. Sorry this turned into like a 15-minute testimonial to Severe <laughs> Heights. Nobody asked us to do that, but I think it just shows that I think that they follow through on their mission very well and and you actually joined host team didn't you Allison I did my freshman year and then part yeah. of my sophomore year but it my just fresh- wasn't sustainable yeah my sophomore year I would say that it was a really big way I met people because some of the people like from my aforementioned birthday party I met them doing host team yeah and I had a good little group of friends that I met from there that hung out a lot but I kind of just got to the point where I didn't want to feel like I was again I'm not extroverted all the time so going and being like hi guys how you doing tonight here's a seat what's your Do name you need this? Yeah. what's your name here's a name tag I just kind of wanted to go and enjoy being there so then I stopped doing host team mainly for that reason just because I wanted to be a participant be there yeah that also probably goes in like part of that probably goes into your job Allison because you never got to go to the UT football games because you were always doing the behind the scenes I'm sure (laughs) church was like a good way for you to be like I'm just here I'm just here to experience this like I don't need to work anymore yeah which that's a great segue Lauren thank you into our last big change that both of us experienced in college which was career changes which we've talked about a little bit before but we wanted to be a little bit more in depth about talking about how our focus actually changed and changed us Uh, so I know for me I wanted to come into college I wanted to work for Disney I don't really know in what capacity where that yeah (laughs) I don't I can't draw I can't I don't know I'm not that way but I guess maybe in a corporate way and I accidentally stumbled upon my job in college athletics. Um, If you are kind of wondering, how does that work? Because that's not something that you just accidentally find. There's a lot of jobs you'll see when you get to college if you are new or if you're in the middle and you're kind of wondering about how to start taking next steps. You'll see a lot of things posted, but it might not be what you're interested in. Sometimes you have to look. And so my current employer was putting out something on Instagram looking for people to work with their sec network crew and so they said dm us on instagram so i literally got a job interview by dming them on instagram oh my gosh uh, that's perfect so i slid into that's the only time i've ever slid into somebody's dms was for my current job so 
cat on my oh my god that was so funny (laughs) well I got my interview in August of 2017 so beginning of my sophomore year I was training in September and then I worked my first game for a digital SEC network broadcast in October of 2017 so football or basketball it was for soccer actually soccer okay and I loved it I absolutely loved it my job titles are a little strange but essentially I work in graphics so if you're watching a game and you see the score updating or you see stats from a player that slide out from the scoreboard on the bottom of your screen or you see this big graphic during a commercial break and it's got like a cutout of a really big basketball player and it has their crazy stats from the season that is someone like me making that stuff in advance or on the fly and putting it out on tv for the play-by-play crew to talk about it's kind of part of a storyline for a game because every sporting event that you see on television has some points before they get started that they want to talk about whether it's about a player a coach a team season something like that and so I started doing that. I absolutely loved it. And then I worked up my way to be on our Jumbotron crew. So junior and senior year, I didn't go to any football games at Tennessee, which is crazy to think about. I, I haven't been to a game in Neyland Stadium. For you. Yeah, I haven't been into a game in Neyland Stadium since we played LSU in 2017. That's how long it's been. Wow. And so. And just a side note, when Allison yeah. got on the Jumbotron and she was like one of my really close friends. And <laughs> this is another side note. Preston and Allison are like the exact same person so Preston really gets along with Allison like I think Preston is almost trying to be a closer friend to Allison than me sometimes yes so we would be in the game and Preston would be if like somebody would if the like re, like the playback wasn't showing of the horrible call that was just made Preston would look up at the jumbo trying to be like come on Allison get it together let's go our quarterback had this terrible fall in a game against Mississippi State and he his neck he landed like terribly on his oh, neck oh yeah yeah and I had the first replay that they went to of that and I I texted them and said, I knew it was coming because you have just enough of a lag time that you have your replay queued up. And then I texted Lauren. I was like, this is me. It's a, it's an interesting experience, but I know. And I think I was like, that's my friend playing that to like everyone. And everyone's like, I don't care. (laughs) Win this football game. After working on Jumbotron and kind of being behind the scenes and being an active participant, very contrary to my feeling about doing host team at church. Like I wanted to be a participant. I love doing the behind the scenes stuff. I always have, and I remember being in high school, the reason that I did a lot of the things I did, like yearbook and student council and things like that, is because I liked orchestrating things Yeah. while everybody else got to see the finished product. So I've just started working on the post-production side of things and getting into video production. The only thing that kind of threw a wrench in that was I really wanted to do the Disney College program, and that's probably the biggest career step that you need if you ever want to work at Disney or Disney corporate or work your way up in the Disney company somehow and I just knew I wanted to do it that was kind of my scheduled in study abroad experience and I did that my second semester of junior year it was actually the second time I applied for it Um, I don't know that a lot of people know that I applied for it the first time fall of my sophomore year I think I knew that, but I forgot. Yeah, and it was kind of on a whim because that was when I was still in a sorority and I was living in the sorority house and I was kind of like, I just want to get out of this and I kind of want to make a change. But I think it was for the better because one, I didn't really prepare for my phone interview. So I botched my phone interview the first time and it was really bad. And two, I just had a really good friend that was graduating in the spring of my sophomore year and I would have missed a lot of experiences with her. So I'm really glad that that worked out the way that it did. But Working at Disney was awesome. It had nothing to do with my job. 
it was just fancy retail. Uh, I sold dinosaurs and stuffed animals and game vouchers games. and yeah in dino land usa so if you know disney yes i was one of those people who worked on the carnival games i was a carny for four months so that was a lot of fun but <laughs> when i came back it just solidified that i loved working in live production even more so that's what i've yeah. been working towards and in operations kind of yeah pretty much and the only thing that's difficult about that right now is wondering if my postgraduate opportunity is going to be available because sports are still up in the air, even though conference, the Power 5 conferences announced in-conference football schedules like a week ago. Now, today, they are trying to decide if they're going to cancel their season in general. So I have a start date, but without football, that could, could be pushed back more. So the biggest change is what I wanted to do, but now even it's just changing plans about what I thought I was going to be doing, which is which is tough. Yeah. But I didn't know that I would be doing a podcast either. And that's been a highlight of all of this. So at least if that continues to change or be pushed back, we have this going for us, which is kind of exciting. True. Did it change for yeah. you? What did you come in wanting to do versus what you think you want to do now? So I know you were the same way. We both came in and we stayed in the major that we were in, like from the time mm -hmm. we started college. Did you ever think about changing? Ever? Okay, so yeah, I guess this isn't really, well, yeah, this does relate to a career change. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> when I took accounting, did you know this? I don't know. We'll see. When I took accounting sophomore year, Allison, I had this like mid-college crisis that I wanted to be an accounting major and be an accountant. I loved accounting. I loved like, accounting too. I've never heard someone was, else say that they loved accounting. <laughs> it was my favorite class. Like I would leave class every day and I would be like on the verge of tears because I thought I was going to change my major to accounting and everyone else would leave class and be on the verge of tears because they hated it and like they hated the work and the test. When so did bad. you take it? I cannot remember if it was fall or spring. I think it was fall. I was definitely fall sophomore because I hadn't studied abroad yet. I don't remember but I just remember that I really liked it because it was like a puzzle. Like everything yes. you did was working out a puzzle. It just clicked. And it wasn't math. It was basically like a foreign language class because if you just like knew the words then you could Figure do the basic addition and subtraction. It wasn't like really hard because people found out that I hate math and then I kind of mentioned that I wanted to be an accountant and they're like what the heck and I'm like it's not really math that much but regardless um I went into the first PR class like my freshman year and they like from the get-go are pushing internships like down your throat and I'm like okay I guess I gotta get an internship so I just took that and like completely ran with it and from that moment on, I had an internship every single day of college, basically. So in total, I had four different internships, which probably doesn't sound like a lot, but I stayed with one of them for like a year and a half. And then the other one I stayed at for like eight months. So it kind of is a lot because I like was with them for so long. But I feel like it was such a good experience because I was with like a really small private company. I was with public like at the University of Tennessee, I was at an PR agency for a semester and then I was at like this huge corporation. So I kind of got to see like all the different sides of PR, but I got like through all of that. It was so hard because not all of my friends in my major were doing internships all the time. Like out of 10 of us, probably eight people were like not having an internship and like two people like were always having an internship. 
Well, that's probably high. I'd say it was more like six people weren't having an internship and like four were. So I felt like I had to say no to a lot of things. I probably less so than you, Allison, because I was always done with work at like five and your work is always like after five. <laughs> but I would be like gone all day doing internship stuff or like just working so hard on that. And it would be really hard to see people who weren't interning getting to have like the time of their lives. And I was like, dang. So I kind of wish that I'd had like even maybe one semester without an internship. But it was really nice to be making money, like, in a way that was helping my future career. Because mm-hmm. I was paid all of them except for the first one. So that was really nice. So I think if I had to do college over again, I probably would have still done the internships. But I don't know. It was super good experience. And I wouldn't be where I am today without it because I'm actually working for one of the, like, people that I interned for earlier. And besides that, I also worked at a bank one summer. I studied abroad. I worked the election polls a couple times through all of that. So I feel like I definitely squeezed the most career development out of college possible, honestly. I feel like I didn't. And I I had a little bit of a different situation than a lot of people because I somehow scored a dream job beginning of sophomore year that I had for three years the whole time but yeah you never jumped around yeah I, and I did I did an internship fall of senior year it was a practicum so kind of like a internship but yeah it was working with pretty much Knoxville's Chamber of Commerce and so it was kind of like a non-profit public sort of thing so I got a little bit of both sides but I remember I would see all these people I knew from high school or even college doing big internships in like New York or California or big ones with Amazon and stuff and I was like should I be doing that and I just thought you know no there's no reason I'm already doing something in my field and it's pretty prestigious but I didn't pick it because of that I picked it because I really wanted to do it and I just happened to love it and work with really good people yeah so I just I didn't so I've not I wasn't ever worried about it but before I applied to Disney I was a little worried that they were gonna see that I didn't have a lot of experience in a lot of fields because before that I'd really just worked it as like a camp counselor I worked as the administrative assistant in a summer camp and that was pretty much it but I didn't have a lot so if you think you need to have a ton you don't necessarily have to but it's definitely helpful for you knowing what you want to do or giving you different options of places to work exactly it some of them told me what I did not want to do when I graduated and that's just as helpful in my opinion as it telling you what you do want to do technically but sometimes I look back and I think how the heck did I do all this stuff because I had all of those internships going on had a boyfriend that I was like really serious about and saw tried to see every single day hosted get-togethers did at least 16 or 17 hours of school every semester was like the president of multiple clubs like leadership in multiple clubs like all of that stuff and now even like more than one project at a time and I'm like I'm getting overwhelmed because like I have the blog and the podcast so I'm like wait this is a lot (laughs) that was high school Allison high school Allison did way too much and college Allison loafed around in comparison and I but still i I don't know how I did it in high school, how we woke up so early and we're busy and applying to school on top of all of that. And I don't really know, but College Allison kind of had it a little bit easier and made it easier on herself. And that was kind of nice. And I don't regret that. 
Yeah, well, I didn't have the homework aspect that much in call in high school, so that helped me like get the most out of high school without being dead. I think we both went about it in our own ways, and it ended up being really great for both of us. And now here we are, college graduates, starting a podcast, trying to give some advice, trying to be your friend through the microphone. How the turntables have turned. I think that that is going to do it for Lauren and I's discussion on our biggest changes we experienced through college. But we cannot let you go on this episode without getting to know Lauren and I just <laughs> a holding little you bit hostage. better through another table topic because I'm very passionate about the table topic questions. But Lauren got to help me pick today's. So are you ready, Lauren, for today's table topic? Yes, I am ready. Today's question, both for us and the listener, is what was the last thing you read online or in print? Okay, so I literally just not even 30 minutes before we started recording finished Kingdom of the Blind by Louise Penny. And the only single only reason I listened to that on the Libby app was because it was available and everything has been like taken recently on the Libby app. So I have to get like whatever is left over. But this book honestly looked really good and I really did like it. It was kind of like a murder mystery Um, It's very different than the typical genre that I read, but I really enjoyed it. So I would highly recommend that if you want a little bit of a different type of book. Um, And then I'm currently physically reading, not listening to Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore. Um, It's kind of like this girl, this is what's in, this isn't a spoiler alert because it's in the description of the book, but um, this girl gets switch back and forth to different years of her life every year on new year's day so she's like living her 18 year old life and then her birthday is on new year's day and she like on her 19th birthday she wakes up in her 52 year old body and she's like what but like 51 year old una prepared like all of the stuff for her to like switch to that time period but then the next year she's 27 that sounds really interesting it's such a different thing because it's even different than the normal time travel story and I really appreciate when storylines are completely unique and I've never read anything like it before and that's definitely what this is and I don't want to go into too much more detail about it so that people can be kind of like surprised by the novelty of it but it's really good I'm going to have to add that to my list. It actually sounds yes. interesting. It's really good. I read it from the library or I would let you borrow it. But then also, I really, speaking of the library, have been checking for Midnight Sun oh to come onto the library. Don't laugh, Allison. I just need to finish out my Twilight obsession from middle school. Like, I need to read that book. But it's not on at the library yet, so I've been checking it every single day. You can let me know how Edward sits there and seeds his passion to Bella and let me know how it goes fine I'll let you know <laughs> what have you been reading miss high and mighty I'm not high and mighty I did like twilight <laughs> in the fifth grade and then I got over it you got over it for my book that I read 
first of all, I was reading like a maniac during quarantine from the time you I got were. home to the end of June. So a two and a half month period. I read like 15 books, but I have not. I follow you on Goodreads yes. and I was like, dang, she's burning it up. And then I went through two and a half months where I just, I was so burnt out. I didn't want to read anymore. But I saw my mom put something on her want to read list. And then I heard this book was recommended on another podcast that I really like. So I got it and it's called One to Watch by Kate Stamen London. I just finished it on Saturday night and it is so so good it's essentially read it. a bachelor spoof but the main character is a plus-size blogger and so she's talking about kind of complaining about the bachelor franchise it's not actually called the bachelor because that would be copyright infringement and probably yeah. possibly a libel suit but she kind of spoofs <laughs> all of it and essentially through a drunken night of tweeting or blogging on her platform she gets asked to be the next main squeeze aka the next bachelorette and so it talks about her journey in that process but also her journey with her self and her body image and learning to love herself as she is and not worrying about other people's opinion of her so it's very fun light-hearted kind of contemporary romance book that's also a spoof on the bachelor if you really like the bachelor franchise and it's honest at the same time. So I really enjoyed it. And it's interesting because instead of chapters, like it has chapters, but the chapters are broken up into pre-production, episode one, episode two, episode three. And then oh, it's, that's so cool. And it's told through writing, but it's also told through spoofs of magazine articles and tweets and like reality Steve happens. in the Bachelor universe. There's like a reality somebody else that's tweeting threads and stuff. It's it's very well written and it's fun and it's very easy to read. So I would highly recommend it. That's one to watch by Kate Stamen London. Do you think that you would like it if you don't like The Bachelor? Yes, I do think you would because it's still okay. just kind of like a competition show, contemporary romance kind of okay. thing. But there's the added element of she's different and her body is different and she's on television and having to deal with the backlash of that. So, yes, even if you don't like The Bachelor, I think okay. you should check it out. Because no offense to anyone who loves The Bachelor, but to me, the concept is just gross. I don't know if it's because I've been in a committed relationship for so long, but, like, I just can't. It's not like I want to be on it. It's I got sucked in because my mom asked me to watch it one year, and now I just I can't look away. It's like a bad car wreck. You just keep looking at it to see. That's me with Twilight, okay? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. Everyone, that is going to do it for episode three of Nice to Have a Friend. This is officially the last launch dump episode that we have for you today. So if you have listened to all three, we greatly appreciate you for downloading these episodes. We would hope that you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you listen through that app, even if you don't, you can go over there and leave us a review and a rating. That'll help more people find us. And we would love for you to come and follow along with Lauren and I's adventures, our behind-the-scenes fun little videos mainly me doing weird things before recording and also we are going to try and have a question of the week or something to interact with more of you and you might potentially hear some of your comments or answers on upcoming shows so if you're interested in that go follow us on instagram at nice to have a friend pod no spaces no uppercase just nice to have a friend pod and as a reminder starting now we will be dropping episodes once a week on tuesday so look forward to our next episode next tuesday so don't forget to listen to that episode, which will be all about our lifestyle changes, including how our style has changed, our tastes, vlogs over the years, routines, etc. Thanks for joining us, and we hope this episode reminded you it's nice to have a friend. <laughs>